Well, good evening, and welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. This is our part three of our four-part series, You Matter to God. And today, I want you to know that you matter to Him. The scriptures I'll be reading from will be Matthew 4, 18 and 22, and Matthew 4, 20, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 2 Timothy 1, 19, and then 1 Peter 2 and 9. I wanted to say before I begin today, by the way, if you have someone you know has been having trouble getting to our broadcast over on podbean.com, you can tell them they can also pick us up on our new website at www.spiritualawareness.net. Again, that's www.spiritualawareness.net. Don't worry, I'll, 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 uh, I'll announce that at the end of this broadcast. So get a pencil and paper, and I'll, I'll announce it again at the end. You can also reach us uh, at our new email, uh, which is spiritualawareness, all one word, 777, at gmail.com, at gmail.com. So let's get started with our uh, message for today entitled, You Matter to Him. Oh Lord, may we find joy of the Lord even in the midst of our trials and tribulations during these times. We pray that you would teach us what it means to see beyond our troubles, <coughs> knowing that you are with us constantly during this time of this virus and this pandemic. Even so, Lord our God, we, we see challenges those around us are facing all the time. We ask you to intervene on our behalf and upon those our listeners today, to be with those who are in need, to prompt us to participate with you as, as you care for your people. And most of all, to restore creation, to, to make all things new again, as you say you will in your word. And Lord, we pray that we would not be anxious, that we would not be fearful, that, that you would give us peace and give us tranquility, Lord. Let us live differently in the midst of these trials and tribulations of this pandemic, so that the world might see you, God, in us. Amen and amen. Well, glory to God. This series, uh, part three, is, is entitled, You Matter to Him. Uh, I hope that you were able to hear the Wednesday night uh, uh, spiritual awareness uh, with, with myself, Pastor Davenport, explain what the broadcast is all about and how you as our prayer partners can come together and pray. We, uh, we announced that we have, we've always had an 11 o'clock prayer. Many people got away from that and we're, we're revising that at 11 o'clock all around the world, wherever you may be, whatever time zone you may be in, just at 11 o'clock your time, uh, take a pause, take a break, take a breath, and begin to pray for the salvation of the lost. We're praying for this broadcast. 
that uh, our prayer warriors all around the world that hear this broadcast, listen in, and have chose to, to follow this broadcast would come together as prayer warriors for Christ and begin to pray for the salvation of the lost. The Lord says uh, he would return when the gospel has been preached all around the world and people have, have come to know the Lord. So you can join with us as in this crusade and begin to pray for the salvation of the lost. Um, that's what this that's what this broadcast is all about. That's what the vision that God gave me was to to go out and make prayer warriors, uh, soul winners uh, out of everyone who listens to this broadcast. So uh, this is the third part of this uh, four part series, and then we're going to start a new series called um, An Abundant Life, and I hope you'll listen to that one as well. And so I welcome you here today for part three. We're in Matthew chapter four, verse 18 uh, through 22. And in verse 18, it says, And Jesus, uh, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers, they were fishermen. And then he saith unto them, Follow me, Say that with me, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Hallelujah. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. In a ship was Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called to them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Peter Andrew, James, and John were fishermen. Let's establish that. Their fathers were fishermen. Their grandfathers were probably fishermen. And their great-grandfathers were probably fishermen. In those days, you inherited your trade from your father. Who you were, what you did with your life, usually was defined by your family, who you were born into. So we want to focus today... For just a few minutes on these four guys, Simon, Andrew, James, and John. Maybe they loved fishing. Maybe they loved walking up, uh, uh, or excuse me, waking up before the sun came up. Maybe they enjoyed having to complete or compete with uh, other fishermen for the best places to go fish. Maybe they enjoyed the laborious task of constantly untangling and mending broken nets. Maybe they enjoyed cleaning fish. Maybe they enjoyed the smell of fish. And maybe their wives enjoyed their husbands smelling like fish. I doubt it, but maybe. On their clothes, on their hands, I can hear it. Hi, honey, I'm home. And I can hear her replying, go take a bath, you smell like fish. Maybe they enjoyed small wages that came from being a fisherman. And sometimes going out all night or all uh, day long and catching absolutely nothing. Maybe they enjoyed all of that. But I kind of doubt it. I mean, how many of you absolutely love your job? And I'm, and I'm, talking, I'm talking before the pandemic. I'm talking about before the, the layoffs. I'm talking about before this pandemic now. A recent Gallup poll before this pandemic, found that 70% of all American workers were disengaged from their jobs. And of 100 million people who held down jobs in America, the survey found that 30 million 
were actively engaged, 50 million are not engaged, and 20 million were actively disengaged with their jobs. In other words, 30% like their jobs, 70% don't like their job, and of those, 20% absolutely hated their jobs, and the rest didn't care. They didn't take the survey. You see, church, I believe Peter and Andrew, James and John were, were probably either one of the 70% who didn't really like their job all that much, or possibly even was one of the 20% who actually hated their job. I mean, after all, it didn't take a whole lot of convincing from Jesus to, to get them to drop their nets, just walk away from their family business, and even leave their fathers with the job of doing it all by themselves. I mean, take a look at Matthew 4 and, and 20, and they, it says, they straight away left their nets and followed Jesus. These guys couldn't wait to get off the boat. They didn't bat an eye. They didn't say goodbye, pops. They didn't offer a resignation. It says straight away. Straight away means immediately they got off their boats. Just kind of like, see ya. And here's why. They were so willing to drop their family business and leave their fathers with the broken nets. <clears throat> Excuse me. They understood and realized a better opportunity when they saw it. And they weren't going to let anyone stand in the way of that opportunity. Excuse me a second. They realized that their life had a higher purpose. Jesus told them, I'm going to make you a fishers of men, not stinking old fish. <laughs> I wonder today... I wonder today, am I, am I getting through to some real folks out there that are listening? I wonder, if, I wonder if you realize that there's a life for you with a higher purpose. Praise God. Now I'm going to cause, he said, I'm going to cause your life to have some meaning. Praise God. Jesus said, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have your life to have a better meaning beyond the slime, beyond the fish guts, the scales, the broken nets, the storms at sea, the late nights and the fruitless labor that you're going through right now. I'm going to cause your life to have a better meaning. Hallelujah. And he said, your life, listen to me, your life is about to change. You see, everything they said you would be is about to be erased. Your past is no longer going to determine your future. Your past, I'm, I'm wondering if, I wonder if you're getting where I'm going here. If you're listening in and you've got a past. And that past keeps haunting you. And you can't get past the past. You see, that's why they call the past the past. Because it's past. Let it go. Lord, I'm preaching to you today. I hope you're hearing me. Jesus said your past, it no longer is going to determine your future. Who you were before is not who you're going to be, Jesus says to you today. 
It doesn't matter who your father was. It doesn't matter what was prearranged for you. The stink, the slime, the junk uh, that was predetermined for your life uh, doesn't have to be any longer. It no longer has to bind you. Remember what it says. It doesn't have to hold you bound. Whatever you bind upon this earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose upon this earth shall be loosed in heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Jesus, uh, Jesus is about to cause your life to have meaning. How many of you know I'm, I'm not really talking about fish here? I'm not really talking about jobs that we have or don't have. I guess what we are really looking at is the life uh, that we live or don't live. You know, it's really is something what people can get used to, even if, if, even if it's uncomfortable or comfortable. I'm this way because I grew up this way, really. I do this because my father did this, really. I act this way because this is how my family acts. It's, here's the big one. I get this all the time when I work with homeless. It's generational, really. But Jesus told these young, these four young men, I'm going to, listen, I'm going to elevate uh, your status. Uh, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to use your life to do something that no one in this world would ever have imagined from you. You were just fishermen's kids. People said you'd never accomplish much. How many of you, how many of you remember that being said about you? Ah, they'll never amount to nothing. All you were good for was mending nets and cleaning fish. But I'm going to use you to raise up a church. Hallelujah. I'm going to raise a church that will change the world forever. Hallelujah. God, listen, God has a plan for your life. You matter to him. Praise God. You are about to make more of a difference on this world and the future generations than any man or woman has in history. When they say the name of Jesus, uh, they will also say your name. When they talk about Jesus, they are also going to talk about Peter, Andrew, James, and John because you matter to God. People are going to listen to you and listen to what you've got to say from now on. Why? Because God is backing you. Because you matter. You matter to God. They will read your writings all over the world for thousands of years. That's what Jesus was telling these four young men. And we do. It's called the Bible. You may not matter to them right now. But because you matter to me and the world will find out what your truest potential really is. Are we talking about those four young men or are we talking about you? Jesus' call to them was simple. Listen, all Jesus said was two words to those four young men. And that's all Jesus is saying to you today. Follow me. That's all he said. Follow me. 
He didn't go up and give him a big spiel and, and, and thump on a Bible or thump on a book. All Jesus said was simply, follow me. Stop doing what you're doing and follow me. Lay down the nets and follow me. Put down the fish and follow me. Set aside who you were before and follow me. Glory to God. Christ is saying it to you today. Follow me. Follow me and let me change your life. Christ was saying to you, and he's saying it right now to you this, this very day, your past is no longer your present. You don't have to live that life. You thought you were going to be tied to all this junk, all this stuff. You thought you, were, you, you would never escape it. Let me tell you, your past is your past because that's why it's called the past. Get over it. Move on. You thought it would define who you were going to be and who your children were going to be? Jesus is going to set you free today if you'll just open your heart and let him in. But Jesus said he has a new identity for you. He's going to make you a brand new creation in Jesus Christ. You're about to go through a spiritual transformation, a spiritual awakening. Hallelujah. In fact, Simon, Jesus said, I'm going to change your name. From now on, they'll call you Peter, the rocker. Dwayne Johnson won't have anything on you. You see, a rock doesn't mean too much if you're a fisherman, but it means a whole lot if you're going to be the rock, a cornerstone in God's church. It means a lot if you're going to be involved in a ministry. It means a lot if you want God to use your life and give you some focus and some direction in your life. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, I want you to pay close attention here. Yes, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You've never heard, you've never heard this. And maybe you have heard this and you ignored it. Or maybe somebody beat it into you, or somebody thumped that Bible and you say it just turned you off. But today I want you to pay attention just a little bit. Because I want you to understand that past that's been haunting you for years, it's gone. The minute you, you say that little short prayer, that minute that you say, I've had enough of my past, I'm going to change. I'm going to make a new beginning through Jesus Christ. And it's that easy. You see, God can't hear, God can't see your previous life once you've been bathed in the blood of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creed, creature. Old things, listen, listen, old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Hallelujah. And it's written in red. And if it's written in red, I always say this. If it's written in red, it's Jesus said. That's how, that's how I used to teach in Sunday school. If it's written in red, Jesus said. Second Corinthians 5, 17 in the new translation, I always I always have that Bible around so I can, I, I can bring it down a little bit so people understand. It, 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life begun in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Our series this month is entitled, You Matter to God. You Matter to God. 
And part of our uh, appreciating that we matter to him is understanding that he has a plan for our lives. Hallelujah. Listen to me, my friend. He has a purpose for your life. He has a higher calling for us. Amen. You can say amen. You're sitting there at home or in the living room or the kitchen, the garage, wherever you're sitting. You don't have to look around. You can say amen right where you are. I know some of you just put your hand over your mouth and go, amen. You see, I hope you understand that that what I am saying to you is not that Jesus wants us all to quit our jobs and become pastors or preachers or priests. But I do believe that we need to understand that we are not defined by our circumstances. That we are not defined by our past. I have a past. I don't have a problem standing up in a church filled with 2,000 people and saying, I'm an ex-junkie. I put crap in my veins. It took, it, it took the, Jesus Christ to take that crap out of my veins and to, and to turn me on to the gospel and show me my salvation. But before he could do that, he showed my place in hell. Death and the grave. In spite of your past, in spite of where we've been, in spite of what we look like, in spite of our education or the lack thereof, regardless if we are a doctor or a business person or a fisherman or homeless, it doesn't matter where you are or where you've come from, (coughs) who's out all night trying to earn a living, it doesn't matter. I want you to understand. I I try to say this in in most of my sermons. I want to remind you tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this broadcast, my friend, your life matters to God. And it matters to us here at Spiritual Awareness Ministries. Whether you're good or bad or pretty or not so pretty, skinny or not so skinny, young or old, single, married, divorced, widowed, straight, LGBTQ, you matter to God and you matter to this ministry. Loving life, hating the world, you matter to God. Never been in jail a day in your life or you just got out of prison. You matter to God and you matter to this ministry. Hallelujah. Whatever your religious experience, no matter what religious doctrine you hold on to or you don't hold on to, you matter to God. Love Jesus, hate Jesus, you matter to God. Listen to me. We love you. We care about you. We're praying for you. We're concerned about you. You matter to us as individuals and you matter to this Broadcast, hallelujah. You matter to this pastor and to this ministry team. Praise God. You all matter to us. You matter to us. You matter to God. I'm going to say it again. And and you have a purpose to God. You have a value to God. And he has plans for your life. Hallelujah. He has a plan for your life. 2 Timothy 1.9 who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which has given us Christ Jesus before the world began. Long before you ever showed up on this planet, Jesus had a purpose for your life. It didn't matter what you've done or what you've not done in your life. Long before you ever made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, he had his eyes on you. Yep, he's looking at you right now. Long before you ever gave your heart to him, his grace was at work to bring salvation and new life to you. You see? You see, my friend, you matter to him. 
You might be miserable in your life right now, being shut into your house with these stay-at-home orders, and you might be worried about your job, or you may have already lost your job. But understand, you matter to God. You matter to Him. You might not, you might not like the stuff in your life, but you matter to Him. You might feel worthless, but He has a purpose, a purpose for your life. We all go through life searching for our purpose. Even a higher calling. What's my purpose on the earth, God? You might feel insignificant. You might feel like your life has no meaning. Or maybe you feel it does have a meaning. Or even pointless sometimes. But he has a purpose for you. We just need to seek out and find out what that purpose is. We need to find that purpose. Now listen. God, in 1 Peter 2.9, But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. Are you listening? This is written in red. It's from Jesus. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest or priestess. A holy nation. Hallelujah. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. That's awesome. That is so awesome. I like that. God's very own possession. We matter to God. We matter to God. And here's the calling on our lives. Here's the purpose he has given us. To show others the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why should we do that? Because he has called us out of the darkness and into the wonderful light of Jesus. A light that brings peace and tranquility to those who love God. We've been blessed, church. We've been blessed with salvation. We've been blessed with his Holy Spirit in our lives. What more could we do? What less could we do? But to tell others about his goodness, to tell others about his mercy, to tell others that we matter to him. You have a purpose. You're special. Your life can make a difference. You were born with a purpose in God. And now it's time to fulfill that purpose. And you will find the will of God in your life. You may be down right now in America. We may all be down right now. But look up. Look up and smile to God. Because we matter to him. God wants you and he wants to use you in his ministry. Your past doesn't define you. God defines you and you are loved. For while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I wonder. Won't you change that life today and start your walk with God? If you've never given your heart to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Right where you are in your living room, your kitchen, wherever you may be, driving down the road in your vehicle. Like I said, you matter to God, and God wants to use you. Your past doesn't define you. God defines who you are. Your life can make a difference. God wants to change your life. Let that past go away. Right now, just just bow your head. Not if you're driving. (laughs) Let's just... Let's just take this time to pray and change your life. Get that name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life right now. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to contact me and send me a letter. The P.O. box is, uh, on the, will be on this tape or on this recording. And I want you to drop me a line. Just let me know. And then when, when they lift the order for stay at home and, and we can go back to church, I want you to search out a Bible-believing church in your area and just come in and, and, and ask them to, that you want to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Those are Jesus' instructions in his great commission out of Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. He says, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. If you prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you into the family of God. Know that your sins have been forgiven you, and you're a new creation in Jesus Christ. Now I want to pray. Father, I praise you for your gift of unity and the spirit that creates in our relationships with others. You place others perfectly in, in our lives and, and inspire us as Christians to work together with the gifts of the spirit that, that we have been blessed with. When we look at this broadcast and its listeners through your eyes, we see your gifts fostered in us to, to further your plans to send this message, this salvation around the world. Thank you for your love and grace that you spoke into every listener's heart today and for the courage of each voice that stood to be heard. In each one of us lies a, a, a puzzle piece for this broadcast. We continue to strive for your will piece by piece until you call us home let this broadcast be heard worldwide, O oh Lord, that your message of salvation would be uh, to the world as a beacon of light. As a star once guided the wise men to Jesus, let each of us be a beacon of light, guiding those lost souls to find Jesus Christ. Father, bless all this spiritual awareness ministry today. And that each of us have a life outside of the confines of the four walls. There, there are very real hurts that some are coping with right now. And the needs of others that, we, that, that ache to help. Take that, that stirring of love that, that we feel for each other and guide our steps to be faithful friends and extensions of your love to those that you have put in our pathways. And as we bow our heads and lift up our, our plans to you, we pray that you would bless our hearts and minds to know we have done well in your eyes. As prayer partners in this ministry of prayer, we pray for, for your assurance that we are opening within your will. Lord, we believe that you will provide for us. We look forward to the ways that you will surprise and amaze us with your faithfulness. 
the lives that you will be touched uh, with the people you will reach out through this broadcast around the world you will use to brighten dark spaces and lift sad hearts. Our passion for outreach today is fueled by you, our Father, who with the same note of passion created us to be the light of the world, Lord God, color to darkness and dullness, life to dead places and love to the lost faces of this world. Bless our work, O Lord God, as a prayer ministry and our time guide our steps and our progress. Grant us the power of the Holy Spirit to work together because it is impossible to see the past of our human stubbornness without you. Bless us, Lord, as we close this, this uh, broadcast tonight, remembering that not only do we matter to God, but we matter to you and to each other. Let us take your passion with us. Fan its flame, Lord God, after we part and inspire our best contributions. Remind us always of your love as we see our plans unfold and accomplish for a worldwide ministry of spiritual awakening to everyone in this world. Through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, through our belief in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen and amen. Now, I said I would give you that website once again. It is www.spiritualawareness.net. Again, www.spiritualawareness.net. And the email address is spiritualawareness, all one word, 777 at gmail.com. Now may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again. <laughs>